The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open today to Psalm 115, verse 1, we'll read together, then we'll pray, and we'll jump over to Psalm 135, read some verses there, and come back here to this portion of Scripture. Psalm 115, verse 1, Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory, for thy mercy, and for thy truth's sake. Wherefore should the heathen say, Where is now their God? But our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. Praise God for our God. Father, we come now in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, asking for your grace and wisdom and power, for thy Holy Spirit to rest upon me, I'm thankful to be indwelled by the Spirit of God, thankful to have that unction of the Holy One within me and upon me, but oh, for it to be effective and operative in my life, that there would be the preaching of the Word of God in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that the faith of your people should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Help us to preach now for thy glory and for their good. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Flip over to Psalm 135, and we'll read verses 5 and down through that psalm together. For I know that the Lord is great, and that our Lord is above all gods. Whatsoever the Lord pleased, that did he in heaven and in earth in the seas and all deep places. He causeth the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He maketh lightnings for the rain. He bringeth the wind out of his treasuries. Think about the treasuries of God that contain the winds 
of the earth, who smote the firstborn of Egypt, both of man and beast, who sent tokens and wonders into the midst of thee, O Egypt, upon Pharaoh and upon all his servants. This is the voice of the one in Psalm 115 who says, Where is now their God? I believe Pharaoh could have well said this. Back to Psalm 135, verse number 10. Who smote great nations, this is our God, and slew mighty kings, Sihon king of the Amorites, and Og king of Bashan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan. Think of the conquest of the Israelites over the nations throughout the land of Canaan. Verse 12, And gave their land for an heritage, and heritage unto Israel, his people. Thy name, O Lord, endureth forever, and thy memorial, O Lord, throughout all generations. For the Lord will judge his people, and he will repent himself concerning his servants. The idols of the heathen are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Neither is there any breath in their mouths. They that make them are like unto them. So is every one that trusteth in them. And so as that psalm reads, and then as Psalm 115 reads, we find a contrast concerning the Lord and idols. We could see the victory of our God, or the verity, that would be a better word, the verity of our God, the truthfulness, the reality of our God, contrasted against the vanity of idols. So look now to Psalm 115, and we'll begin reading in verse number 4. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses have they, but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. Feet have they, but they walk not. It's almost humorous as you consider these verses. They have eyes, but they can't see. They have mouths, but they can't speak. They have ears, but they can't hear. They have noses, but they can't smell. They have hands, but they can't touch or handle or feel. They have feet, but they cannot walk. Neither, verse 7, neither speak they through their throat. Verse 8, they that make them are likened to them. So is everyone that trusteth in them. And so there's the vanity of idols revealed. Notice the instruction given now to the children of Israel. Verse 9. Psalm 115, O Israel, trust thou in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Ye that fear the Lord, do you fear the Lord, friend? Trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. What a promise. I'm not trying to take the promise given to Israel and give it to the church, but I believe we can find truths to live by for our own lives and those that fear the Lord 
both small and great, will be blessed of God. He will be our help and he will be our shield. Amen and amen. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. Ye are blessed of the Lord which made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth have he given to the children of men. The dead praise not the Lord, neither any that go down into silence, but we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. And so in Psalm 115, we find the authorship is unknown. The occasion behind the psalm is unknown. Uh, There are several things we could say that we've read. I don't know for sure. I don't know that anybody knows for sure except God and the man that he used to pin this down and perhaps those who were contemporary with the writing of this psalm. But they're all dead and gone and in the presence of the Lord. But for sure we can find as reading through this psalm that it's a time of national calamity. Israel was being antagonized by the heathen nations. They were saying, where is now their God? And so they're in a time of national calamity, perhaps a time of captivity. They're also in a time of spiritual decline. For wherever and whenever there's national calamity, in the case of Israel, it's always due to spiritual decline and moral decay. But the author of the psalm, in the midst of national calamity and in the midst of spiritual decline, was experiencing personal revival. The joy of God is in the soul of this psalmist. He knew that God was still on his throne and he was seated in the heavens. He knew that this God, the one true and living God, was in the heavens and thus He was still in control, and he was doing whatsoever he pleased. Therefore, this psalmist would boldly, in the face of the one who says, Where is now their God? He would boldly write and boldly preach and proclaim the false gods of the heathen to be nothing but vain idols, which were the work of men's hands. They were dumb and deaf. They could not see, they could not speak, they could not walk, they could not work. They had hands, but they could not handle. They had feet, but they could not move. Such were these false gods, and such were those who made them. They were like unto them. So there is an appeal for God in verses 1 and 2 to glorify himself. This is the desire of the godly man. Verse 1, not unto us, O Lord. Not unto us, but unto thy name give glory for thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. But then the distress of the godly man, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And so those within the Old Testament, that was a quotation from 2 Timothy 3 verse 12, but also those in the Old Testament who desired to live a godly life, they were always mocked, ridiculed, and persecuted. And there's an answer for the mocking heathen. We've done mention this, those false gods, how deaf and dumb they were. There's an assuring for God's people to trust in him. Verses 9 through 16, he calls on God's people to trust in him. 9, 10, and 11, he mentions, O Israel, 
O house of Aaron, ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. And God's people today can still and should still trust in the Lord. This leads to verses 12 through 16, where he comforts God's people about trusting in him. Why? Because the Lord hath been mindful of us. He'll bless us. He will increase us. He will keep us. Yes, we are blessed of the Lord. And then there is an announcement concerning the praising of the Lord. Verse 17 and 18, he says, But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. And then the psalmist begins to practice what he preached. And he sets down his pen after a final ascription of praise given to the Lord. And there's three simple words, but what volumes they speak when he says and where he writes, praise the Lord. I repeat, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory for thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly, it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.